St. Gabriel Catholic Radio is pleased to bring you the special presentation of the Blue Mass from St. Timothy Church in Columbus. This Mass, recorded on Friday, September 9th, is an opportunity to honor and pray for all active, retired, and deceased police, firefighters, and emergency medical services, as well as an opportunity to remember the 2,973 people who lost their lives in the attacks of September 11th, 2001. The celebrant and homilist for the Mass was the Most Reverend Earl K. Fernandez, the Bishop of the Diocese of Columbus. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Blue Mass. My name is Father David, pastor here at St. Timothy, and I want to officially welcome all of you as we um, honor and remember those who put their lives forward for us. So uh, just as some protocol, please uh, make sure your phones are off. Check. Anything that makes noise except your voice, of course. <laughs> Once again, welcome, and I'd like to introduce to you our commentator, Mr. Jim Connors. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone, to St. Timothy Church and to the 14th annual Blue Mass. The Blue Mass is our annual opportunity to recognize you, the women and men who protect and serve as first responders in law enforcement, firefighting, and emergency medical services to those often in great need. We gather today to thank you we raise you up to God in prayer, regardless of your particular religious beliefs, to ask Almighty God to watch over you, to care for you, to protect you the way a father watches over and cares for and protects his children. At its core, the Blue Mass is a celebration of faith, a faith that is often tested by the darker side of human life. Fortunately, our faith firmly assures us that God saves us from the darkness of this world. As John's Gospel reminds us, greater love than this no one has than to lay down his life for his friends. Today we remember our fallen brothers and sisters whose memories we honor today, those who laid down their lives with the ultimate loving sacrifice. We pray for them and their families, and we pray also for you, the living that none of you will ever have to make that ultimate sacrifice in the service that you render. St. Timothy Church and the St. Timothy Knights of Columbus are pleased to continue the tradition of the Blue Mass in the Diocese of Columbus. Let us all now join together to honor our police, firefighters, emergency medical services, and all first responders to ask for God's blessing to keep them safe and to guide them in their duties. Thank you. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that thou art. Thou my past thought, by day or by night, 
watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening blues and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of all before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to welcome you to St. Timothy Church as today we celebrate the Blue Mass on this memorial of St. Peter Claver. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who made St. Peter Claver a slave of slaves and strengthened him with wonderful charity and patience as he came to their help, grant through his intercession that seeking the things of Jesus Christ, we may love our neighbor in deeds and in truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the first letter to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, if I preach the gospel, there is no reason for me to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me, and woe to me if I do not preach it. If I do so willingly, I have a recompense, but if unwillingly, then I have been entrusted with a stewardship. 
What then is my recompense? That when I preach, I offer the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. Although I am free in regard to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so as to win over as many as possible. I have become all things to all. All this I do for the sake of the gospel, so that I too may have a share in it. Do you not know that the runners in the stadium all run in the race, but only one wins the prize? So run so as to win. Every athlete exercises discipline in every way. They do it to win a perishable crown, but we an imperishable one. Thus, I do not run aimlessly. I do not fight as if I were shadow boxing. No, I drive my body and train it for fear that after having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed are they, blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they, blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul yearns and pines for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Blessed are they, blessed are they, who dwell in your house, O Lord. Happy they who dwell in your house, continually they praise you. Happy the men whose strength you are, their hearts are set upon the pilgrimage. Blessed are they, blessed are they, who dwell in your house, O Lord. O Lord of hosts, hear our prayer. Hearken, O God of Jacob. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. Blessed are they, blessed are they, who dwell in your house, O Lord.
your servant is listening. You have the words of everlasting life. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the splinter in your eye when you are not even, do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrites, remove the wooden beams from your eyes first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. I want to welcome you all once again to St. Timothy Church. I especially uh, want to welcome our first responders, our policemen, firefighters, uh, emergency responders, medical people, as well as their family members and friends. Thank you, one and all. I thank the priests who are here present and deacons, as well as the chaplains uh, of other religious denominations. Thank you for being there next to our first responders and for their families and for all those who find themselves in crisis. So often we take your services for granted, and you are called into very difficult situations which require a great deal of patience and charity. And so for your service, I thank each and every one of you. When I was in high school, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school in Toledo, and we had phys ed, it was my worst subject. And in our, my sophomore year, uh, we had to do, they called it self-defense, but it was really boxing. It was called Val Glinka's School of Self-Defense. Val Glinka was our basketball coach, but he was gold gloves champ in Toledo three years in a row. And so we had to be disciplined. We had to box, we had to shadow box, uh, and then we had to spar. I was lucky because I was paired up with a left-handed guy, but they wouldn't let him uh, fight southpaw, so I at least uh, didn't get clobbered in practice. But the, you had to practice. You had to be disciplined, day in, day out. And again, shadow boxing was important. But St. Paul, in our first reading in the letter to the Corinthians, he said he didn't really shadow box. He had to be disciplined. In fact, he had to drive his body. There was a kind of a discipline that was required for him if he really wanted to win the imperishable crown of glory. We need to get in the real fight, which is a fight against violence and evil. And for that, we have to be disciplined. Our first responders know something about training their bodies, training their minds to respond in crisis, and about the need for discipline. But why are they doing it? 
And why do they give of themselves? Why do they try to be present in our community? St. Paul says, I have become all things to all to save at least some. Of course, St. Paul is talking about salvation in the eternal sense. But even here below, many people enter this type of work to protect and to serve. And we need to think about that. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus, to protect those entrusted to our care, and to serve? Parents do this all the time. They protect their children. They want to serve their children. They bend over backward and make every type of sacrifice for them. I suppose that's good training for doing this type of work. But it requires a degree of discipline, which means knowledge and an awareness of oneself. In our gospel, Jesus uses a very powerful image of, the, of removing first the beam from our own eye, rather than constantly trying to remove the splinter from our brother's eyes. What he's really saying is we need to be disciplined in looking at ourselves and seeing where we need to grow. What in our life needs to change so that we can really be of true service to our brothers and sisters? St. Paul says, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. But what is the gospel? The gospel itself is not just words on a page, but is the person of Jesus Christ himself. Jesus, as the word made flesh, brought hope to people. He brought light in darkness, and St. John tells us the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome the light. Jesus went into dangerous and difficult situations. He went to the lepers. Everyone was afraid of them, and he went to them. He went to tax collectors and sinners to give them hope of a better life and a better promise. Sometimes we think of these days, so close to September 11th, as only showing the dark side of humanity. What Jesus, the Word made flesh, shows is that in humanity, there is goodness that can be brought forth. There is goodness along with shadows and darkness. But the shadows and darkness, the woundedness, can be healed. Each one of us is called to bring the bright light of Christ, his healing power, to those entrusted to our care. St. Paul says, if I do so willingly, I have recompense. I'll have a reward, and God will give us our reward. But if I do so unwillingly, then I haven't been trusted with a stewardship. We've been entrusted with a stewardship to protect and to serve the gift of human life. But most of you do so willingly, not simply because your, your, your job requires it. That is justice. Justice means giving another person his or her due. But you also do it out of charity, which goes beyond justice, out of love for God and out of love for your neighbor. St. Paul did what he did, free of charge, and he was free to give of himself. We heard in our opening remarks before Mass from St. John's Gospel, there is no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Every time one of our first responders goes out, there is always a risk, which is freely chosen 
and it's an act of charity. I'm willing to give my life for another. And when we think of giving one's life for another, we need only look at a crucifix to see what that looks like, a willingness to dispose of our life in a way that is actually life-giving, to make a gift, an offering of ourself in order to save some, to protect and to heal. Pope Paul VI, who is now a canonized saint, once said, if you want peace, work for justice. But in our world, we have violence and a lot of it. Peace is not simply the absence of war or the absence of violence. Undergirding it must be justice. Many people sometimes are afraid of our first responders. But our first responders go forth with justice as their aim. Not simply law and order, but true justice, which is really being in right relationship with God and our neighbor. You go forth to be ambassadors of peace, the way Christ went forth from the Father's side, the way the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and sent them forth into the world, the way Jesus said to them, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. This is how we go forth to bring justice to our world. And there are grave injustices. We cannot skirt them. But it's precisely by being God's presence in the world that we help to build bridges. Today, the church honors St. Peter Claver. Our opening prayer actually was quite beautiful. He made himself the slave of slaves. Living in 17th century Colombia, he left his native country. He went forth, and there were slaves being brought over on the ships from Africa in terrible condition. And he cared for them because they bore the image of the Creator. He tried to, even if he couldn't communicate with his words, with his gestures, to give them hope, to show them mercy, to help them to see that there was life and that in Christ there was true freedom. He made himself the slave of slaves, and the opening prayer said, with wonderful charity and patience. I think sometimes our first responders also show this wonderful charity in being willing to risk their lives, some even laying down their lives, and with patience in those difficult situations. One saint said that patience is that which one is willing to suffer out of love for another. It's not an easy job. I, I know our priests have a difficult time. If I could, I would double their pay. I would do the same for you. People don't realize the risks and sacrifices you make, what you're willing to suffer out of love for another so that we have peace in our streets, peace in our homes. So that families who have lost a loved one or are in a tragic situation can be comforted. And the priests and the chaplains, they can't always be everywhere. And so the Church of God is relying on you to perform works of charity, patience, and mercy. And for that, as a Catholic bishop, I want to say again, thank you. To your family members and friends here present, it's hard sometimes to let your loved ones do their job. They do their job to provide for all of you, 
and they know that there's a risk. I know you're grateful when they come home, but I also want to express my gratitude for allowing them to protect and to serve, to be ambassadors for peace. Yes, everyone has to run a race in the stadium, but everyone also should want to win the prize. Sometimes our good deeds are not always appreciated. My first pastor always say, no good deed goes unpunished. And sometimes in the line of duty, in wanting to serve, we are filled with ingratitude or our service is not appreciated. But God sees. God sees your sacrifices. God sees your service. And he will give you your reward. Of course, when there is a risk involved in one's life, one should also always think about God and his mercy. How fragile is our life, yet how precious the gift. We do not live just for this world, but for eternity. So it's always right to be in right relationship with God the Almighty. He gave us the gift of life, and we are to be stewards of this life. We are a people of life who celebrate life, who cherish life, and protect life. To our first responders, if you weren't, if you weren't that people of life, you would never put on your uniforms. But you are. Aristotle asks two questions. How does what I do affect who I am? And how does who I am affect what I do? I think that's a good question for each and every person here. Two good questions, really. How does who I am affect what I do? How does what I do affect who I am? How does what I do as a first responder, or as a priest, or as a husband or a wife, affect who I am or who I am becoming, or who God has called me to be? And how does who I am as a disciple, as a son, daughter, mother, father, husband, wife, deacon, priest, policeman, firefighter, EMT, how does who I am affect what I do? When day after day after day I'm called to make sacrifice, do I become a person of sacrifice? Do I become more like Jesus? He wears a crown. It's not a crown made of gold. It's one made of thorns. But he wears his crown. And the Father rewarded him for his faithfulness and for his sacrifice. For there is no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Be disciplined. Be disciplined in the practice of your prayers, in the practice of your faith. Be disciplined in your love. I don't mean be stingy with your love. Be generous with it. Learn how to give without counting the cost, as St. Ignatius of Loyola says. And with that type of training, day in, day out, you will win the prize of eternal glory. Again, I say thank you to you, but I also say thanks be to God for each of you.
Now, with great confidence that the Heavenly Father hears the prayers of his children, we now offer our prayers and petitions. For our brothers and sisters in need, that they may recognize, that we may recognize their need and generously serve them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all first responders who are called for a special service for God's people in their hour of need, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the first responders' families, may their commitment and support never waver, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among our nations, that God may rid the world of violence and let us serve him in freedom, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our brothers and sisters in the armed forces, that God may watch over and protect them, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, especially all those first responders who have died during the past year, that, they, that those who mourn them will be comforted in their grief, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all law enforcement and fire personnel for whom this Mass is offered, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the intentions we hold in the stillness of our own hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Generous and loving God, from the very beginning you have shown yourself to be a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger, steadfast in love and faithfulness. Help us to imitate your abiding compassion by our readiness to forgive all those who hurt us. Kindly give us those graces whereby we willingly seek to be reconciled with all those who have caused us pain. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Receive, O Lord, the offerings of your people, and grant that we who celebrate your son's work of boundless charity may, by the example of blessed Peter Claver, be confirmed in love of you and of our neighbor, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For in the marvelous confession of your saints, you make your church fruitful with strength ever new, and offer us sure signs of your love, and that your saving mysteries may be fulfilled. Their great example lends us courage. Their fervent prayers sustain us in all we do. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks. As an exaltation, we acclaim. rightly gives you praise. But through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. <coughs> Mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection. 
Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Peter, Claver, St. Timothy, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing health. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant Francis, our Pope, Bishop Earl Fernandez here present, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us share with each other a sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. For the reception of Holy Communion, we'll have two stations in the center aisle. Uh, for those who are not Catholic or cannot receive communion at this time, if you would like to receive a blessing, simply cross yourself like this and the priest will know to give you a blessing. Thank you.
Let us pray. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that we who are renewed by these sacred mysteries may follow the example of blessed Peter Claver, who honored you with tireless devotion and by surpassing charity was of service to your people. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I invite you to be seated at this time. We will now hear from Father Leo Connolly, chaplain, Franklin County Sheriff's Office. Father Leo has served 41 years with the Sheriff's Office. He has also served seven years with the Columbus Police Department. In his spare time, he is the pastor of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish. Welcome, Father Leo. My reputation precedes me. I was asked by several people before the Mass whether I was going to sing again like I did the last time I was here to present. Bishop Grennan was our bishop when I began some remarks by um, singing the theme song from the television show, Car 54, Where Are You? <laughs> I don't know that you're old enough to remember that uh, show, Bishop Fernandez. No disrespect intended. <laughs> On my way here this afternoon, I called uh, my sister. She lives in um, New Jersey. And she uh, worked on Wall Street, not in the finance business, but in the textbook business. But their office was on Wall Street. She had walked through the World Trade Center about an hour or so before um, what had happened on September 11th. And indeed, um, we did not know where she was for quite some time um, after, in the aftermath. She was able to make it to a ferry and get back to New Jersey and the like. But she asked what I was doing. And I said, on my way to the Blue Mass. And, and right away, she said, uh, as much as I uh, respect everyone, I just assume not remember many of the things of that day. And based on uh, what she went through, there was a certain uh, understanding that I had of that. But at the same time, I also think, or remember rather, one of the things that was said over and over and over again after 9-11. I had the honor and the privilege of responding to Ground Zero a few days after the event and to be among um, the devastation there. And one day as we were arriving um, for uh, our duty at Ground Zero, there was a steel worker there and he called, there were several of us chaplains from Central Ohio, and he said, come with me. And we went into a building um, that was just off um, the, two, the site of the two towers where, where they had been. And I, we were kind of nervous because we thought this may well be off limits or whatever, but he guides us in there. And in the middle of this building was all rubble. It had all come down from the Trade Center. 
and on the top of the rubble were three crosses, one of which was the cross that became well known and moved at ground zero. The steel worker said, you're a priest, aren't you? And I couldn't deny it because I had a collar on. <laughs> and I said, yes. And he said, call the cardinal and have this cross moved. I said, I'm not from New York. I don't know the cardinal archbishop. He doesn't know me or whatever. But by divine providence, it became one of the symbols of 9-11. And it also then is a reminder to us to not forget. There are many tragic elements, perhaps, that we may not want to remember. But even in the midst of all of that tragedy, the message that I took from those crosses is, is that God was still there. Jesus and our Lord was there, be present, and it was the message that there's more to the story and there is deliverance and mercy. And so we rightly honor our first responders and the bishop today very well expressed the gratitude and the sentiments of many. But one of the things also I would suggest that we never forget is the sentiments that happened in the aftermath of 9-11. And unfortunately, I believe many of them have been forgotten. I'll never forget the sight of both Democrats and Republicans at the Capitol, on the Capitol steps, singing um, America the Beautiful in the aftermath of that. There were commercials on TV speaking to us of diversity. We must never forget that call that we have, despite the differences among us, that we all share in the human condition. We are all brothers and sisters. But unfortunately, that sentiment was not long-lasting. And we live each day seeing the effects of that reality. Our first responders are people that are on the front lines dealing with that reality and dealing with many of the effects of um, the division among us in so many ways. And we forget that bond that we have and we are, as St. Paul reminded us, we have become people who rush to judgment. We judge each other. We, we even judge our peers, but we especially judge those who do not agree with us or disagree. We also have unrealistic expectations of one another. That's certainly true of our first responders. We expect them to be perfect, and we um, must not forget that all of us are human. The only perfect being was that person of Jesus. And so let us not forget 
I didn't bother to argue with my sister or get into this big dialogue with her. I knew better. But we also have to see ourselves, whether we be first responders, whether we be clergy, laity, whoever we are, we can be the root of remembering. Remembering who God has called us to be. Remembering to be humble servants when it's hard and we don't feel like it. We can remember to not let our, especially our negative feelings, take over. We cannot allow fear to overwhelm us, but rather we be, we be people of humility. In many ways, there are many wonderful things happening in the world today. Just take a look around at the diversity that exists in this room, even within the very sanctuary here, and that there is a difference between um, un unity and uniformity. And so we pray for those who are on the front lines. We pray for those who support them and pray for them. But let us never forget because we have gotten glimpses. Even after 9-11, we continue to get glimpses of who we can be when we strive to be that way. And so it's not the duty of just a few, but the duty of all of us. And so, once again, as has been wonderfully expressed, you who are on the first lines, you who go in and um, indeed, do not judge whether somebody is worthy of your service or um, of what you can do for them. We pray that that continue and that we never forget that all of us are called to do the same. May God bless you each and every day of your lives. Please stand for a reading of the roll of names of first responders who have died in the line of duty uh, during the last year. Each year we lose between 140 and 160 officers to line of duty deaths. We know that each officer's death causes a rippling effect of trauma and grief through families, through agencies, and through our communities. We also know that there are critical incidents every day in America where our firefighters and police officers witness tragedy or engage suspects in battles for their lives. Today we honor these brave souls for paying the ultimate sacrifice and we remember them forever. The following Ohio heroes who lost their lives within the last year will now be recognized and never forgotten. Deputy Robert C. Mills, Butler County Sheriff's Office, end of watch, September 12, 2021. Deputy Chief Carl F. Kleinman, South Point Fire Department, end of watch, September 15, 2021. 
Firefighter Frank D. Duff, Jr., Columbus Division of Fire, End of Watch, September 19, 2021. Chief Randy B. Miner, Marianne Township Fire Department, End of Watch, September 26, 2021. Deputy Boyd W. Blake, Lawrence County Sheriff's Office, End of Watch, September 29, 2021. Lieutenant David W. Reynolds, Butler County Sheriff's Office, End of Watch, September 30, 2021. Firefighter Greg Bauer, Columbus Fire Department, End of Watch, October 18, 2021. Officer Joshua E. Christick, Medina County Juvenile Detention Center, end of watch, October 24, 2021. Firefighter David Jarvis, Columbus Fire Department, end of watch, December 10, 2021. Patrolman Shawnee Vandenberg, Lawrence Township Police Department, End of Watch, December 25, 2021. Firefighter Tom Reyes, West Jefferson Fire Department. End of Watch, December 27, 2021. Officer Shane H. Bartek, Cleveland Division of Police. End of Watch, December 31, 2021. Agent D. John D. Stayrook, Medina County Drug Task Force, end of watch, February 6, 2022. Firefighter Edward J. Long, Portsmouth Fire Department, end of watch, March 22, 2022. Firefighter Celinde Rusenberg, Ohio Department of Natural Resources, Forestry. End of watch, March 25, 2022. Officer Dominic M. Francis, Bluffton Police Department. End of watch, March 31, 2022. Lieutenant Philip M. Weigel, Town and Country Fire District, West Salem. End of watch, April 11, 2022. Deputy Matthew E. Yates, Clark County Sheriff's Office. End of watch, July 24, 2022. And finally, Firefighter Doug Wortman, Columbus Fire Department. End of watch, August 13, 2022. Now please be seated as we hear from the Columbus Police and Fire Pipes and Drums with an incredible rendition of Amazing Grace.
On behalf of the uh, St. Timothy uh, Knights of Columbus and the uh, men's club also from St. Timothy, we give grateful thanks to everybody who assisted in the preparation of the Blue Mass. Uh, everyone who participated in the Mass from the altar and all the honor guards are asked to move directly to the lower level parking lot 
after the mass for group photographs. And now I'll introduce uh, our esteemed pastor, Father David, for our closing remarks. On behalf of St. Timothy Parish, I want to thank Bishop Fernandez for being here for this his first Blue Mass. We're grateful that you accepted the invitation for next year on September 11th, I, I do believe. Um, immediately after the photograph, you're all invited for a reception in the cafeteria just adjacent here to the, the church. It's the first time we could gather for some snacks after, after a long while. So please, please come. Finally, I want to thank everyone here, especially our men and women in uniform, for their service uh, to our city and for being true ambassadors for peace. I also want to thank the Knights of Columbus uh, for their presence and their help in organizing all of these things. I am very grateful to all of you uh, for your service. The Lord Jesus says, uh, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And as uh, Father Leo uh, pointed out, even in the, in the darkness of those days, uh, the Lord was still with us, and he will remain with us. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.
good. 